Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Agency Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, welcome guys. Welcome to the Jamie Agency Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. Uh, bef- let, let's get, let's get, let, before, we're not gonna do any more introductions, okay? I'm mad, okay? <sighs> Did anybody, I, I know everybody in America watches Sunday night game, right? Tampa Bay 19, Dallas 3, okay? Let's start the first, the first thing, Dak Prescott. He didn't play well. Accuracy was off. Um, it seemed like he, he had other things going on in, in his mind. Dak was a no-show that game. And I'm not going to completely blame him for this, but he's part of the problem. Okay? Like, like 14 for 29 for 134 yards and an interception on Sunday night, Dak. You just embarrassed yourself in, throughout the whole world. And then on top of that, you got hurt. I'm not blaming for you for that injury, but it just happens. Like, what are we going to do without you? Now, do we get a Cooper Rush? Do we, um, uh, Will Greer? Or do we sign another quarterback? Do we get Jimmy? I got five quarterbacks. I want to name them in the next few minutes. But, we gotta do something, guys. And I know Jerry got on the radio this morning saying some stupid crap. Saying, oh, well, he, he might be back in four games. Well, in four games, you, you could be what? On five, or let's say maybe let, let's be let, let's let's be nice. Let, let's go one and four, okay, or something like that. You're saying that this man has surgery on Sunday night on well, Monday morning for him to come back after four games. Like, what is wrong with you guys? What is, I, I want to talk to the doctor there and and, and say, hey, doc. Why is these guys coming back so early? Like, 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 if, if Dak tore an Achilles or ACL, which thank, thank God he did not, like, Jerry would say, okay, well, he, he can come back this season. Like, Jerry, you just ripped your knee apart. You just basically tore your ankle. And you say, okay, we're going to come back in, 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 four, in four to five games. On what? You going to play in the cast? Like I, I I just don't get it. Like like mo- most teams in, in in the NFL, right? They know how to diagnose their players, and they know the timeline. The Cowboys obviously don't, because there is unrealistic expectations. Oh yeah, we're in, we broke our ankle. We expect to come back this season. Well, how? Like if we're like if we're one in fourteen. There's no need for you to come back. Just wait another season. I just I I don't understand. It, we've been fan. I've been a fan for 22 years. I've seen quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks play inconsistent, and some and quarterbacks that have been hurt. Good quarterbacks. Two good quarterbacks in the last what 22 years. I'm not even counting Troy Aikman. I'm counting Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. I don't care about those bum quarterbacks. They're just, oh yeah, we, you know, we're just taking, we're just, they're just filling a position that we need. Roma, Roma was good. He wasn't great. He was good. Dak is good. He's not great. Okay. So we got to get to the notion of, okay, well, well, hey, we get, hey, it is what it is. That, that's, that's going to be out for a amount of time. They say six to eight weeks, but Jerry's saying four games. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know where Jerry's no doctor, guys. Let's stop shitting ourselves to say, well, Jerry's going to going to diagnose our players. First of all, Jerry has not been in, in no training room ever, ever. He just says a bunch of bullcrap out of his out of his mouth, and then makes us believe that it's true. It is not. Like Jerry, can can you stay away? 
Can you not talk to the reporters after the game? These reporters went to Dak, went to Jerry after the game instead of going to the coach. Mike McCarthy's supposed to be answering those questions, not Jerry. Like, why? But then again, the cow- that's how the Cowboys are built. My gosh, like, I, I never seen any, any, any team done this. Like, you ask the players a question about, I'm uh, sorry, a coach a question about injuries, they'll know. Cause trainers will go out there and tell them, hey, you know, this person's gonna be out for three or four games, they got a, a sprained ankle. Okay, they'll tell the coach first. We don't see no owner or GM or the GM's son say some bullshit like, like Jerry has said and Steven has said. This is why the Cowboys will always finish last. Always. But enough about Dak Prescott. We'll get back to him in a second. Number two is Zeke. Okay, Kellen Moore, this game's on you. We had three points on offense. Our no, we don't have any personnel on this team. None. I mean, our only receiver that we have is um, C.D. Lamb. Um, you can throw in uh, Noah Brown in the mix. Um, I don't even know these jokers. Um, Dennis Houston, Simi Fayoko. Well, I know Simi Fayoko, we drafted him last year. But Dennis Houston, I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect the guys that, that made the team and all that stuff, but we don't know these guys. Like, they will not make a difference on any football team. You need, like I said in the offseason, you need a number one. I also need a number two. We don't have that. Michael Gallup, sadly enough, is working his way back. We don't want him to rush the process. Um, you had opportunities to go get Odell. Odell's been preaching for a job out there. He still can get the job done. It's unfortunate that he got hurt in the Super Bowl, but you have to be proactive. Teams that want to win are proactive. Like, for example, when uh, we lost Tyron, uh, we lost Tyron without, okay, Tyler Smith can slide in. We go out there and sign 40-year-old Jason Peters. No disrespect to him. Okay? We wait to the last minute to bring him a workout and sign him. Because of public pressure. If you want to win a championship, you have to be proactive right away. Bring in, okay, like, like, for like, kickers. When kickers miss three or four field goals in a row, there's a line of kickers coming in the next day to take that person's job. And they'll side them on the spot. This, not this team. This team wasted the last minute and public pressure to sign players. Odell's out there. Go get him. He's reliable. None of these jokers that, okay, uh, oh, I'm just going to fill a spot. And also, I want to give a shout out to Jalen Tolbert. And I'm sorry, man. You are a rookie. You should have been on that field Sunday night, man. I don't understand how you can be inactive. A healthy scratch. I can't imagine being a rookie drafted in the third round, playing, trying to play your first game in the NFL, and yet you can't even step on the field. They tell you, okay, you, 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 you can't, you can't play today. I just don't understand it. I don't get it. But save that for another day. The running back, Zeke Elliott. For now, we have to run the ball. Zeke was getting five yards to carry. We ran it, we went, we went away from that because we were down by, uh, we weren't even down by much. I mean, we, they scored one touchdown, but other than that, our defense was pretty good. And we, you see the Zeke got a lot of bursts in him. He's found his game. We need to feed him the ball. My running back does not get 10 carries on Sunday night. Especially when, when, when the defense is playing the pass, which they did majority of the game. You got to run the ball. You got to mix that up. You can't throw, you can't mix up with the, the inexcusable play calling. You can't mix that up with, with that crap. You have to run the ball till they get tired. So they call a timeout and say, you know what, we need a timeout, we need to adjust. Like, you got two productive running backs out there. 
used him. Especially Zeke Elliott. He's less good. But yet you ran you you got away from it because you were down that by double digits. Not even double digits. You were you you were in the game. Number three, the defense. At this point, the defense is going to save us, guys. I mean, Michael Parsons had two sacks. Um, Don Wilson had an interception. Uh, we were all over Brady all night long. Um, I expect the defense to, to save us. I mean, the, the reason why I believe we'll, we might find Michael Irvin said Michael Irvin said this yesterday. We just got to find four wins. I looked at the schedule. I honestly, I can only find about a couple. So that comes back. I mean, I can find a couple. I don't. I. I, I can't find four wins on this football team. I mean, the, if we play, if we give up what? If we give up nineteen points again, but then again, those were field goals. So if we're if we just have the team, if we just play great defense all all game long. Then I mean we will have a chance, but I mean I I can only find two wins when, when in the next what I mean the next eight games, and that's not good enough for Dak to come save this team. It depends on what other people do, like the Eagles, the Giants, and the and the Commanders. It just depends, and till that time happens, the defense is going to continue to save us. But which I plan on, which, which, that's the plan for moving forward. Number four, the penalties. We gotta fix them, man. And Mike McCartney can't fix those penalties. It's up to the players to be disciplined enough to fix themselves on the penalties. And let's call out Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele, what are you doing out there? What are you doing out there? You had four penalties alone on offense. Ridiculous penalties to the point where we were driving and then there's a flag. It's on you, 78. You gotta be disciplined. This team's gotta be disciplined enough to say we cannot be the most penalized team in the league. We gotta cut our penalties down in half. It, co- it cost us a playoff game and, and, and cost us this game. Part of it. But we got to be more disciplined than that, guys. We have to. Okay. Now, my final take is Tom Brady didn't play his best. You know, I was expecting to see Tom Brady, you know, air the ball out. I was expecting him, what, have like two or three touchdowns um, throwing. Um, He didn't play his best. Um, But here's what my final take is going to be. My final take moving forward, I got five quarterbacks that I want you to name, that I'm going to name, that could help this football team. Cam Newton, Will Greer, Nick Foles, Jimmy G, and Mason Rudolph. Notice those names. The first name, Cam Newton, pops out of your mind because he's not had a job since Carolina last year. Um, And... Do I think this man still wants to play football? No, because he's not hes not focused enough to do this, to, to, to play football again. He's just not. He's all about himself. Guys, I just named all these quarterbacks. No quarterback on this team. I'm sorry. Whether it's Cooper Rush or Real Greer, we got to play with what we have. If we bring one off the street like a Cam Newton or, a, or, 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 or from other teams like a Jimmy G, Nick Foles, or Mason Rudolph, it's not going to help us because they got to learn the playbook during the week. And we don't have time during the week for them to go do the playbook unless you're going to tell them, hey, can you, can you stay up every 20, uh, can you stay up 24 hours to learn the playbook? We're not going to convince a quarterback to do that. Okay. No quarterback will help this team win games. Whether Dak's out for the whole season or he's out for six to eight weeks or four games, no quarterback's going to help this team do that. So with that being said, I don't like the notion of people saying, uh, 
you know, everyone saying, well, we need a quarterback right now. We don't. We got to play with what we have. We have Cooper Rush and Will Greer on this team. Let's play with what we have. And any one of those guys get hurt, then that's when you bring a quarterback in to, to back him up. That's the only time you bring a quarterback in. Other than that, we got to play with what we have. We hope that Cooper Rush does his job to get wins. We hope that he can, he's able to be creative on, on, on offense, be able to call his plays. He's been in this offense before. He's played, he, he, he started last year against Minnesota. He, I think he could have got one more start, but he won that game. Let's not forget, Cooper Rush is no scrub. He's a decent player, but he's not no Dak Prescott. So, like I said, for those that say out there, and your friends will say it out there too, we need a quarterback off the street. No. No. We don't need a quarterback off the street. We need a quarterback that's been in the system. We need a quarterback that's been in this building. All offseason, learns the place. And Cooper Rush has done that. Will Greer has done that. I let Jerry and, and Mike McCarney make those decisions. But then again, both of those guys make poor decisions. So, so you know, it is what it is. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, moving forward, right, that we just got to live in the notion that Dak's going to be out. I mean, he ain't going to come back in four games. He, he definitely ain't going to come back in six to eight. Well, he could come back in eight weeks, but we got to be in position to win games. We got to be there. Otherwise, if we're not, Dak take the whole season off. It's over. Okay. Um, we got to take it. We got to, we got to, we got to be offensively. We have to be better. We gotta stop running flea flickers on the first possess, on the second to third possessions. What the hell is that? Kellen Moore. I'm blaming you, sir, because you cannot, last year you got jobs everywhere. Everyone loved you. I doubt you get a job this year. And at some point, if you, if we're averaging three points a game, with all those weapons on offense, we got to take your play calling duties and give it to Mike McCartney, somebody in that organization that has a little bit of sense. I mean, we, we can't play football like this. We can't continue to embarrass ourselves anymore. I mean, every everybody's banking on us to, to win the, the, the division. They bank on us and the Eagles every single year. They don't bank on those Giants. They don't bank on the Commanders, even though those teams won. You know, we have to make winnable plays. Doing it back, doing all this, all this stuff, that's good. That That's decent and all, but that will not win games. You got to call a perfect game, like in baseball. Baseball... A pitcher would throw nine innings, right? And no hits, no runs. That's what you call a perfect game. But Kellen Moore, you cannot call... This is your fault. You have to call a perfect game. Like, this ain't college. You're not holding signs up to call plays out. You're going through the playbook. Make adjustments. Open the office for Cooper Rush. Open the office for Will Greer. But until then, this is where it's going to be. We got Cincinnati next. But before I go, before I go to my next day, I want Gabe's thoughts. <laughs> so, Gabe, what do you think about this team? I think we're in a very vulnerable position right now. 
can only go up from here, hopefully. But okay. at the same time, I do think we're in a very vulnerable position. Cooper Rush, I don't. Cooper Rush, I don't trust. Okay. Um. Okay. He, yes, he did have a good game against Minnesota, and mm-hmm. but most of that was because we were reliant on the run. Okay. Had very little to do with his throwing ability. Um, and we also had better receivers at that time. We don't have a lot right now, to be honest. Okay. Um, Noah Brown is the best receiver we got. Okay. I would um, agree with that. I, like CD, he's great, but he's not a number one and he's playing yeah. out of position, to be real. Yeah. So he's a, he would be an excellent number two receiver. But as a number one receiver, he doesn't get enough separation. He doesn't yeah. do anything astronomically well to make him a number one receiver. He's undersized to be a number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Noah Brown is the best, is the more complete receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, who is Noah Brown? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's got to make, he's got to make a name for yeah. himself. He's got to be able to, um, create that separation. Um, he's got to be able to, um, you know, um, uh, do the route running what of Amari has. Amari was mm-hmm. a great route runner last year, and that's why Dak was able to communicate with him, get the ball out to him because Amari yeah. knew where to go. He knew how to create space. Exactly. He knew um, how to get open. He was a pro at that. Mm-hmm. One of the best route runners ever. Yeah. So when you lose a player of that caliber, um, and by choice, if we're being real, yeah. um, when you choose to let that player go, Mm-hmm. Now you got to deal with the repercussions of that. And the repercussions is having CD be our number one receiver who I don't know why they have so much faith in him. And mm-hmm. I'm, I was never really high on CD. I was high on Justin Jefferson and I was CD. Mm-hmm. And you see the difference. And we yeah. could have had Justin Jefferson instead of CD. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think just overall, the Cowboys don't make winning decisions. Yeah. Um, and I've been a fan long time just like yourself I've been a fan 18 years Mm -hmm. so I've seen every single era of the 2000s with this team Mm -hmm. and there's been nothing that tells me that they really desire to win and I think it's because of Jerry's control yeah um he's put too much on he's put too much in the brand yeah. But not in the actual personnel. And if you're going right. to be a GM as well, he's an amazing owner. The mm-hmm. owner title, he owns that. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> he's the, one of the greatest owners ever, yeah. if not the greatest. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you add that GM title, mm-hmm. that's where he messes up because yeah. he's not a GM. Yeah. He makes emotional decisions instead of winning decisions. Right. And so for me, that's a problem as a mm-hmm. fan. Like I've seen the pattern. Over and 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 over again. It's too much of a pattern. It's too much of of that going on. And and at some point, Jerry has to tell himself, "Hey, I got to step back from this team." He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. But but I mean, I don't I don't know who's going to convince him to do that. Maybe when he gets a little bit older, like he's old now. But maybe older, where he can't do a day-to-day operation, mm-hmm. then that's when he he can step back a little bit. Yeah. He won't be doing so many interviews. He won't be, uh, you know, so invested in his team. He can be on the owner side. Yeah, type uh, those things. That would be beautiful. But we've been we've known Jerry long <laughs> enough to know yes exactly who he is and yes. who he's gonna be till he's no longer here. He's gonna be I doing interviews. And standing in front of the media and controlling his coaches until the day that he can literally no longer do it. So that day is that day. We can't wait for that day, but that day is not going to happen anytime soon. And the reality, if you look at the coaches he's hired, the head Mm -hmm. coaches, Mm -hmm. the only coach that he's hired that was a winning coach Mm -hmm. that could make winning decisions Mm -hmm. was Bill Parcells, and he did not allow Bill Parcells to do that. Yeah. So post Bill Parcells. Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, and now Mike McCarthy. These are all people that you can control, that he can control, and he can tell them, oh, no, we're going to do it this way. Mm -hmm. He's really the coach of the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy is just a face. (laughs) (laughs) So the only bright spot, I don't want to harp on the negative too much because the only bright spot to me was the defense. The defense looked really good against Brady. Um, I was proud of that. But do you? But moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you see this team? Like, do do we do we? I'll say I'll say this. I'll ask you this: 
do we um, harp more on the offense or the defense? Because I feel like the defense can lead this team. Um, I think it's going to be two things that's going to sustain us while Dak is not around. Mm-hmm. The running game okay. and the defense. Okay. Um, if those two things are not intact, if one of them slip, yeah. we're going to be in a big mess. <laughs> but like, honestly, it's going to be an absolute mess. But so on average, where do you think Zeke Elliott gets his carries on average? Because I'm thinking maybe 20, 20 carries a game will be more sufficient right yeah. now. And I think the- 20 is realistic. Okay. Because if we're going to be honest, Zeke is not a 30 carry a game back yeah. no more. Um, That's true. Once he starts getting to that 30, you're going to start to see the difference you know what i'm saying yeah um and so how it's gonna have to work is you're gonna have to allow cooper rush to get zeke and these running backs open in space and throw little screen passes and swings and all that kind of stuff you got to get them in those type of positions not going to be straight running but our running backs are going to have to be the face of this offense right moving forward that's the thing yeah that's the thing so and another thing to that point is Mm -hmm. they got to open up the playbook for him Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't be selective of what they of, of what Cooper Rush can can or cannot do. Yeah, like, like screen passes is good, yeah. but we want the, I, I I will want the deep ball. I would like to play action, whereas Zeke gets like five or six mm-hmm. a game on on that second and four. Yeah, uh, we fool the defense by going play action. Yeah, so I would like to see him. I would like to see them open the offense for Cooper a yeah. lot more. The Dak. Yeah. Do you remember what our offense looked like with DeMarco Murray in the backfield? Yes. That year? When he mm-hmm. ran, when he led the league in rushing mm-hmm. and all of that? Oh, man. It was That's beautiful. what we have to duplicate. Oh, yeah. It was great. Because we only had one receiver then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we only had Dez. Dez Bryant. Yeah, Dez. And we had Jason Witten. And then you had uh, Terrence. Terrence was like. Terrence was he, young. He was like. There's games where he was your number two, but sometimes he could be like a number three. Yeah. So, so. That type of offense mm-hmm. is what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But but other than that, I do I I, I do agree with you. Thirty carries is a lot. Mm-hmm. I do see twenty. Um, I would like to see them mix it up a little bit with a little bit of play action. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily wanted them to throw the fir- fir- throw the ball in first and ten. I I would like to see Z get 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 a running groove going. Mm-hmm. And then you don't and then once he gets that going, you don't have to throw the pass on that first and, and I'm gonna 10. tell you, bro, if Zeke is averaging five yards a carry, mm-hmm. you can run on first and second down. You could. You, you could. could at that you point. Could. At if, the very least you're getting the third and short. Right. Right. You're you're yeah, right. And um and and I noticed on that third and short, I think I noticed this last year that when they did the third and short, mm-hmm. they were putting uh Pollard in. So basically, if they wanted to run the ball with Pollard, mm-hmm. then they can do that. But other than that, Pollard Pollard's not no run blocker. Mm-hmm. I think they used him more of a run block than a give us one yard. Yeah. And I think we need to get back to a more traditional style of offense, mm-hmm. more under the center. Especially yes. with Cooper Rush, because honestly, Definitely. the shotgun running plays and all of that mm. stuff, all of the jet sweeps and all yeah. that stuff that they be doing is so goofy to me. It is. I, re- <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate all of the little goofy little option plays that they did. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that in the early part of the game? <laughs> like, what, to what tone are you trying to set? <laughs> Just trying to trick the defense. But you're not even, you haven't even tapped into your actual game plan before you start doing all this tricky shit. Yeah. So like to me, <laughs> to me it it irritates me because I'm like that doesn't make logical sense. Right. I think we need to get back to a more traditional style under the center. Let sure. Zeke get a running start. Hand him the ball. Boom. Yes. You got it. Right. At the very least, you tossing him the ball <laughs> you, right. from the eye. Right. Get just get back Not to the basics. Not from the eye, but hand it off yeah. from the eye. Hand, That's what I'm hand saying. it off from the eye. Like and when we then go in those formations, hand it off from the eye. Like. Tossing it would be like if if we have like like we, we you gotta un, you gotta know the defense right. Yeah. There's quicker pass rushers out there mm-hmm. like guys coming off the edge. Like if you put eight in the box, maybe you could do an inside handoff, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Only do the toss sweep if if they're playing the pass. Yeah. Like I felt like Tampa, Tampa played the pass the first three quarters. It did. 
I think we could have done, we could have. Which was very interesting to me, actually. Yeah. I was wondering why they were playing that style of defense mm-hmm. early in the game because mm-hmm. I'm like, we don't have receivers. We, right. have, we have one receiver. Dak is already, like, after the first and second drive, I was like, Dak is not throing the ball well. He's I can not. see that. He's not. He wasn't even pressured. and, and uh, He's and he missing receivers. He, exactly. And and there was one throw. There was one when he rolled out to his right. He had mm-hmm. a receiver open for the first down and completely missed him. You throwing the ball in blanket coverage. There's four defenders around CeeDee Lamb. Right. I, when yeah, I saw yeah. that on, yeah, I saw it was that the second, too. I think it was the second or third drive mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. He throws it in the middle of blanket coverage. Yeah. There's like six people around CD in a zone and you decide to oh, yeah, try to fit it into a window. Yeah, they're playing zone coverage. Yeah, you're trying to fit it into this window that doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes, like Dak is one of those quarterbacks that really makes me wonder, like, what are you thinking? Like, yeah. He has those moments and then he has amazing moments, but mm-hmm. it's never no just like, oh, okay, I can kind of see what you were thinking. Just you overthrew right. him. No, it was just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's, it's never. I just, know what you're saying. I can't, it's no middle ground with it. It's either really bad or really good. I mean, I mean, you know, and I, and, and I'm a big Dak fan. I, 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 I pre- I've been, pre- yeah. We've been protecting this guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at some point, we, there's fans out there that will say we need a new quarterback, mm-hmm. right? They even said it after the 49ers game. Mm-hmm. Um, we, first of all, we don't need a new quarterback. We got yeah. our quarterback. It's just our quarterback mm-hmm. need, it needs to be, he needs to get some, um, game in. Yeah. He needs to like get, get some preparation in. He's, he didn't play. I, I think the reason why he was so off is because he didn't play in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I think, and that, and that was the coach's fault. Mm-hmm. He could have got at least maybe about a half and yeah. then we'll, and then, you know, get himself going and then, and then he wouldn't be so off. And I also think they're so concerned about injury with him mm-hmm. at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it's getting to that point where they're treating him like he's fragile. And I don't personally think Dak is fragile. No, he's not. He's not. It's, it's I, just I, – I I think about players who've been, who've been hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. I think about Anthony Davis, right? He spends more time in the training room than on the court. Yeah. Okay. Street clothes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think about those – Guys, I'm not comparing him to Anthony, mm-hmm. but I think about those guys. I'm like, okay, you can be all in in the training room, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you got to change your habits. Like, mm-hmm. I think Stephen A. said this. I think you have to change what what you're eating. You got to change what you're putting. Basically, mm-hmm. put your, what you're putting in your body. Yeah. So that you can have the you can have you can not be so fragile. You can mm-hmm. have uh, st- stamina. Yeah, uh, to play all the games, and I think Dak has that, but it's unfortunate that he's in those positions yeah. of getting hurt. And I think a part of this too, if you think about every time he's been hurt, mm-hmm. we've had a kind of a patchwork offensive line for the last three years. Yes, um, with yes. Tyron Smith getting older, mm-hmm. um, Travis Frederick situation not going the way that we wanted it right. to. Um, even, uh, Looney, all of these yeah. offensive linemen that we've had over the last three years, it's been very just pieced together. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't been totally solid. He hasn't had a solid offensive line in a while. Okay. Um, and That's so fair. even when I think going back to when he broke his ankle against the Giants, he was yeah. rolling out of the pocket trying to get away from pressure. Right. About to run for it, try, attempting to run for a first down. He's not, he can't be comfortable in the pocket. Yeah. And, and sometimes I feel like, I feel like his rhythm. Dak rushes back. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think, I think he's listening to the Cowboys' tune of saying, "Hey, we need you in this game. We need you after this game." Yeah. And I felt like when he injures his leg against the Giants, mm-hmm. they kind of rushed him back a little bit to come back to save the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cooper Rush did well. I feel like he could have like got one more start. Yeah. To, and, you know, I can't remember the next opponent, but maybe one more start will mm-hmm. will, will give Dak a, a, a amount of rest he needs. Yeah, and even when he got hurt the first time, mm-hmm. Andy Dalton played well. Yeah. Andy Dalton kept us he in the mix. Well. Exactly. So, I don't so it's just I think that, like you said earlier, the Cowboys have this thing where when it's a quarterback, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They're always so eager to get them back, which I exactly. understand because that's a multi hundred million dollar plus man. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like if you want longevity with your quarterbacks, you got to mm-hmm. protect them, and that's even post injury. You have to protect. That's true. Them. So you got to, you got to. That's true. Um, and this team does not do a good job of, of protecting their quarterbacks, or basically protecting their players, yeah. like. Like Tyron Smith, like the the like the hamstring came out of his bone, whatever. I, I to me, that's out of the season. Like, yeah. and Jerry say, well, he can come back in December. I'm like, well, Jerry, you know, like the season will be over by then. First of all, and then Tyler Smith didn't do that bad. And Tyron Smith is pushing. He's pushing an older age now. Exactly. And so, like, we just got a 40 year old offensive offensive yeah. lineman that could play. Possibly week three, week four, yeah. it, it, bearing an offensive line injury mm-hmm. or inconsistent play, yeah. which Tyler Smith did not have. Mm-hmm. He had a decent game. He, honestly, I think he played well. Yeah. And I was watching. I was very specific about watching him mm-hmm. um, just because, obviously, he's a new offensive lineman. Like, of course. You kind of want, especially at left tackle, like mm-hmm. that's a critical a critical position. They, they, yeah, and they lined up their best pass rushers to exactly. to get to that side. Exactly. And so um so no, he didn't have a, a bad game. And I think they need to keep rolling with him. Um um as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, if the off if we're, you know, in that three point range, because you know, I, I see teams like Buffalo thirty one. I see teams like um I see teams like Minnesota, 23 points. Mm-hmm. I see teams like the Commanders, 28, even yeah. though they have suspect, suspect quarterback situation. I see the Giants, 21, yeah. Eagles, 38. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously those guys have decent offensive coordinators. So, with that being said, if we're scoring three points, Cooper Rush is your quarterback. Where does Kellen Moore does Kellen Moore need to give up the play calling, or does Mike McCartney need to take control? I don't think I'm comfortable with that either. Okay. I don't. I think at that point we kind of have to just really assess where we are in yeah. the season and just kind of play with the understanding that yeah we're not going anywhere. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean that, that's that, that, that's pure honesty. Like because that's pure honesty. I, I didn't. You know, notice I did not say that, but. Yeah. If if Mike McCarthy is our play caller, mm-hmm. a mess is going to happen. Okay. If Kellen Moore is our play caller, he's going to start trying to do a bunch of tricky shit like mm-hmm. he did <laughs> the other night. Right. I don't like either one of those options. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, right, we're just going to start preparing for next we year. We don't have anybody. Because we don't have any. There's we don't no have win. anybody else. All offensive. We don't have like, I mean, there's very few position coaches out there. Like that we don't have. Well, they're never going to take an offensive coordinator position in Dallas because yeah. everybody's thinking about a head coaching opportunity. Like Kellen mm-hmm. Moore, he's still in his thirties. He's thinking about a head coaching opportunity. Yeah, um, and rightfully so. I think he could get a job. He could get a job, but in college, yeah, I don't think the NFL will work out for him because of. I I, I look at teams now. I look at teams. They're banking on more, more, well, younger quarterbacks, and they, I think they need, like, for example, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville got a, you know, Doug, I think it's Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson is a quarterback's coach, and he, he can groom Lawrence to become that elite quarterback, maybe better than Carson Wentz. Yeah. But, um, but, but teams are going more of a younger to like a middle, a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and would I want Kellen Moore to be my head coach? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know either because he, he, he's got, he's got some things to improve on. He's got to be that leader. And I don't, and I don't see Mike McCartney being a leader. Uh, like a leader to me mm-hmm. as coaching wise is you, you have to, Display accountability. You have to not let things uh, pass you by. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's what. You know, like you tell your owner, "Hey, don't interview these guys. Don't interview the owner. Interview mm-hmm. me instead." 
because you got to understand what's the point of having a press uh, a head coach at press conference every every other day versus you have a radio uh, a, a GM that's on a radio show mm-hmm. twice a week. Yeah. Like like I I can go on and listen to a, another team's radio station, right? And you can hear the head coach. They'll have a head mm-hmm. coaching show, yeah, right. And no other GM or I'm sorry, owner or GM will be on it, uh, uh, unless they'll be on it to talk business mm-hmm. or they're trying to sell the team, like the Angels are. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot of there's a lot of. In- <sighs> There's a lot of there's a lot of inconsistencies in this organization as a whole on the field and 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 the offense. Yeah, and I think it's a culture thing too. I yeah. think we have a we've cultivated a culture that's comfortable with mediocrity mm-hmm. because it's so valuable. So truthfully, the Cowboys are spoiled. Yeah. If we're gonna be like. I live in Frisco. <laughs> I yeah. drive past their facility every day, <laughs> yeah. so I see how they they. They are incredibly, incredibly privileged and spoiled. And so I think that we've gotten to the point where, yeah, they're America's team and they're yeah. all of this stuff. Right. But at the root of it, at the core, mm-hmm. they're not winners. And that's just the reality. Like, mm-hmm. every, it don't matter who you, we've seen this over the last 20, 18, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Tell me what coach you, you could plug and play. And we still got um, the same results. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't yeah. even matter what, 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 what coach. I mean, you can, like you talked about Bill Parcells. I mean, yeah. Bill Parcells wasn't able to do any, well, he could have done things if Jerry wasn't in the way. Um, Bill Parcells said it best. Yeah. He said, if you want me to cook dinner, you got to let me shop for the groceries. And One of the that. greatest statements I've ever heard yep. because you can't control me and allow right. me to, and then claim that I'm the head coach and right. not give me the ability to do that. Exactly. And that's, and that's, uh, and uh, like I said, that that's that's where that's where Mark McCartney needs to say, "Hey, you know, I'm the coach of the team. You hired me to become the coach, and um, and I want to coach this team." Mm-hmm. Like Jason Garrett, the reason why Jason did not work out, and that's why he's you know on TV now, mm-hmm. is because he wasn't able to take control. Mm-hmm. You had ten years, ten, mm-hmm. like. Everybody in the NFL doesn't get 10 years. At minimum, four. Mm-hmm. But he had 10 years to fix his team. He did not. Yep. Like, like I'm talking about consistent playoffs. Like, for me, I'm not thinking about Super Bowl anymore. I'm thinking about consistent playoffs. Like, can we just win a can we get to can we get a divisional playoff round win? I mean, like, I I don't even. I just want to get to the man. NFC Championship game. I, I mean, don't even, I, I don't even need us to win, right? I just want to. I, I don't it. even know, man. Like, like we, we, we. I, I don't even know. I, I just don't know. Like when you get to that spot, I don't know what the preparation is. Yeah. Like what is like, like, what is your preparation? Is your preparation going to be okay? We're going to rest these players here at the end of the season, or, um. What is it? Or are we going to, you know, you know, it, it, it all depends what you do during that week. And I'm going to be real, man. I think that last year was our window. Yeah. Last year was the year that was supposed to take that next step to mm-hmm. becoming that NFC championship team. Mm-hmm. At least, like, I, I ain't going to lie. I think the team that we had last year had the potential to beat the Rams and go sure. to the Super Bowl. If yeah. we beat San Francisco and we handle it how we're supposed to and Dak plays well at the mm-hmm. first half, right. <laughs> if he, if we get the second half that and we got from Dak half. in the first half, it's yeah. a very different game. Right. That, I mean, that's, I mean, you score seven, I mean, this team averaged 31. I was very surprised. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, and I went back to watch that game. I was like, I was very surprised because we averaged 31 points a game in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And now we, we, we scored 17. I mean, San Francisco, I mean, to their credit, they were coming on a, on a streak. I think they, what? I think they were like, like six out of the last eight they won. Yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. So, so, and, and I was just thinking, you know, on, on offense, you know, hey, we're, we're quick, we're, we're quick striking. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, every time we get it, we're going to score. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Yeah. You know, and I look at, and like you said, and I, and I look at the person now, I look at CD Lamb, I, you know, I thought honestly, 
he's going to be that dude. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be close to that dude, and we're going to pay him next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Gallup. I mean, we paid Michael Gallup, but Michael Gallup, he's never, he's not going to be ready. And then Jalen Turbert, Torbert. I was looking forward to see what he can do. Yeah, I was disappointed in that too. I think that Tolbert, I saw a lot of great things from him in the preseason. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that he has the potential to be very, very good. Like, mm-hmm. and I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to see him because there was plenty yeah. of room for him. Exactly. Like, You're right. <laughs> we had, yeah, exactly. We had, no, we had uh, uh, what's his name, Uchi Wally? What's it? Uh, we had, um, so the receivers were Dennis Houston. We yeah. had, um, he he was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, um, I remember him. We had the uh, Simi Fioka. Fioka. Well, Fioka. Yeah, he was playing special teams. He still plays special teams, but mm-hmm. he was he filled the spot. Yeah. Um, we get we got a tight end. I mean, a tight ends. You know, he's good enough, but yeah. he's just a tight end. We didn't even use Turpin. The way uh, we, we used Tur- we used Turpin on uh, on special, uh, teams, on special teams, but uh, but he's not he, because I, mean, I could he could I could see him being like kind of like a slot type of receiver yeah. that can play like that can maybe mm-hmm. run some of those little jet sweeps that they love to do right um, <laughs> I mean I mean he, you know he, he's got to be part well he's at some point during the season he's got to be part of the offense yeah. um, if things are not going right I mean we got a decent core but it's not like a it's not like a, a number one target everybody has their number one even the bad teams right yeah. like for example, Jacksonville has Marvin Jones as their top receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to the Detroit. Detroit has uh, the tight end. Yeah. He's Mazzot. Um, I can't remember Hutchinson. his name. Hutchinson. Yeah. No, not Hutchinson. Um, I thought his name the was tight end. Oh, Hutchinson the, is on defense. The, the sure. tight end. Um, what's his uh, name? I can't remember his name. But uh, number yeah. one, you got to have a number one mm-hmm. that 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 can um, that you can go to. In those games, when, when, uh, under those two minute warnings in every half, and we don't have that. And it's, it's very, very weird to me because even the routes, I was watching like a lot of the routes that see, they had CD running on pass mm-hmm. plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these are not number one receiver routes. Like you still no. have him crossing the middle of the field. Right. Like you still have him playing a number two receiver, right. <laughs> but <laughs> you're just calling him a number one because he's the best receiver that we have. If we being, I honest. mean, it is. It's what we can produce out there for now. I mean, there's other, like, like I said, Odell's out there. Odell's, you know, you know, he, he's, you're not going to bring him in on a short week, you know. And that's teams, another thing. Teams will, will, will say, hey, our receiver got, our, our receiver, our, our defensive back got hurt on Monday or Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring our line of guys, like, like the kicker story. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring our line guys the next day. Mm-hmm. So, hey guys, we're making a call tonight. Come in. I'll pay for your flight. Come in. We're, we're going to, you, you guys got to perform this. And then, and they'll give it their best shot. Mm-hmm. And we sign them on the spot so that they, they get game ready. And, and by the time Sunday hits, they're ready. I just, I would love to know why Odell Beckham is not being considered. Because to me, there's no reason in the world. It's too much talent. It's too much ability. I don't, I don't know. He's already been a number one receiver. Right. He has experience. Like, he checks every box of the things that we need. I don't understand right. how that's not somebody that crosses your mind <laughs> And at they all. said this in the, in the, in the, ESPN said, somebody said this on ESPN in the offseason that, oh, you need to go get Odell. Now I think they said it, uh, after the first preseason game. And, you know, and like I said, this team is not proactive in signing free agents until the last, like Jason Peters. I heard we signed Jason Peters the, uh, the previous Sunday and I, and I went to the UNT game versus SMU. Yeah. I heard a couple of guys behind me talk about mm-hmm. his workout. The next day we signed him. Mm-hmm. Actually two days later we signed him because of public pressure. You see, we, 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 you can't, Fans like us mm-hmm. and other people out there, we're always going to agree and disagree with the decisions this team makes, mm-hmm. right? It's up to them to say, you know what? We we got all these good pieces out there. They should, mm-hmm. There should be no way they should be sitting on the sidelines. Before you know it, if, if a team has lost their receiver or their defensive back, the first call they're going to make mm-hmm. 
is through those good players because they they know and what's they gonna have happen. Experience. What's gonna happen is Odell gonna end up going to Green Bay or something, and then now all the mm-hmm. Cowboys are gonna be sick. They're gonna be sick that they didn't right. take advantage. Same exactly. thing that happened with Von Miller. Right. Exactly the same thing that right. happened with Von Miller. And Von Miller signed and and, and a, a, a great contract to yeah. be in Buffalo after winning a championship. Yeah. Like you, like he. Li- I, I'm pretty sure. He, I don't know where he lives. He lives yeah. here. Yeah, he's from they, DeSoto. Yeah, you, you can sign him. He said he wants to play for the Cowboys. Sign the guy. I mean, he, he, I mean, heck, Micah doesn't even play linebacker anymore. He plays whatever they need him to play. Exactly. Mike, Micah is a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. So they exactly. use him, whether it's, <laughs> it's um, as a linebacker, whether it's an outside linebacker, right. whether or it's even, a uh, even a defensive end, defensive back. Right. Like, he's literally a Swiss Army it, knife. It, it, exactly. I think, I hope. I pray that they don't run him ragged because and end up getting him hurt or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you're saying. I, I just saying. I pray that he you know, stays You know what's end up going to happen? He's going to put up a bunch of stats, and the Cowboys are not going to pay him. Mm. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I'm going to do all this work, and I, I, I'm not going to get this raise. The market's where. Yep, and, and they're gonna, <laughs> and he's going to end up winning a championship. Yep. You saw what happened with uh, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And, Everything and was Dak too. Everything's got to be the last minute. Was this team mm-hmm. by public pressure? And the funny thing about it, we're the we got the we're the highest valued franchise in Is all of sports. We don't even but have a salary cap. No, forget salary the salary cap. cap. We, we don't have. We don't need. Look, we can side. We can side every good player out there, and 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 we we hope to win a championship. But <laughs> if you're number one in in every Sport. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. In every category, yeah. and everybody from here to New York, New York um, to heck, even high as Montana and other countries that I'm following you. Like, dude, we, you got to produce a better product. Yeah. And another and thing is, another thing about business of Jerry is season tickets. Mm-hmm. You know. And I talked about this. I think I talked about this last week. Was the UNT? I don't purchase season tickets because I know this team is not going to make decent, make good enough decisions for me to produce a, a great football team. Mm-hmm. Same with UNT. Like you invest so much in the program. Like mm-hmm. now they have an indoor football facility, but yet they don't win every year. <laughs> like you talk about. You talk about uh, in Texas, right? So you always talk about the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be TCU, mm-hmm. then SMU. Well, actually, SMU is coming up, mm-hmm. but North Texas, like you invest so much money, but yet we got to win. Mm-hmm. Same with the Cowboys. You got to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I if you get for me, my wise. I don't know for you. I'll mm-hmm. get. For me, you have to get to an NEC championship game. Yeah. Or, or if you have consecutive playoff berths, then I'll consider, I'll consider purchasing that, those tickets. Cause I know me, where this team's gonna go. I'm gonna tell you, bro, I ain't never purchased the season tickets for the, to the Cowboys. I never did either. I, I never, there'll never be a time where I'll do that. One, because the tickets is high as hell. That's true. That, like, that's true. These are twenty what twenty five hundred dollars twenty five I don't know it might be more than that but I know for sure if you purchase a season ticket there's just just one ticket alone yeah it's like it's like try going to a college game one ticket alone is, could be like twenty to thirty bucks to, depending mm-hmm. on where you sit yeah. um, one t- ticket alone if you're in that standing room is like a hundred bucks yeah um, but if you want to just go to a game mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you sit it's like yeah. two hundred. Exactly. Like concerts so, in that stadium, right? Concerts were charged. The inexpensive one would be free ones, and mm-hmm. they can place you wherever you want. But if you purchase them, it's like forty. It can go as high as like a thousand bucks. And so, but you're going to get your money's worth because the the artist yeah. is going to perform. Yeah. Um, I just think to me, the Cowboys aren't yeah. worth it. Like, regardless of the money, the money where you put me, it's, Man. they're not worth it. At the end, I've seen too much over the last almost 20 years. Yes. Like, I, 
I've seen enough. It's a, it's a, it's in the DNA of this right. team. Like losing is in the DNA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just to call us bad as bad, you know That's what I'm saying? True. It's in them. Like they can't shake it. So to me, I don't. Even if they make an NFC Championship game, great. The following year, they'll be out of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? It, that's just saying, the routine. Yeah. So, I know what you're saying. but you got it. But, but you got to build. Yeah. Like when you got to, when you get there, you got to build. Mm-hmm. Um, other teams have built are, are building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, the Rams, for example. You know, you know, even though they lost Von Miller, they still replaced the spot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think. I think they can they can do some things in that in that NFC West division. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the Cowboys goes, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this team is always going to be a, a, a losing franchise, and, mm-hmm. and I hate to say that because you know my times there. You know when I when I was a child, I never saw, I never got to watch any of the Super Bowls. I mean, I, I, I mean, right I, now, when we got older, mm-hmm. they, they'll always replay them, but I never got to see a, a, a championship. I never, yeah. we never had a parade. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to experience that. I would love to experience that too. And I mean, even the, ma- like, this is a football city. Yes. Dallas is a football city. I don't yes. care what nobody says. Right. Like, the Mavericks won. It was great. I remember mm-hmm. that parade, but mm-hmm. it was basketball it's not it's, the cowboys it, was it wasn't it's yeah. it's it's different like when right. they win it's a different feeling in the mm-hmm. city like yeah. i lived in st louis greatest greatest show on turf era mm-hmm. so i know what that felt like when the rams won right i know what it felt like when the rams were good like mm-hmm. consistently good <laughs> right so <laughs> it was just i don't know like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of sad but yeah. it's the reality you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. But what so. what what is the difference before before we leave? Mm-hmm. What is the difference between now and the Rams? What did they do differently? You know, you, so what do you mean? What did they do differently like, in terms of like like okay when they when they were winning all those championships? Mm-hmm. I think they won. They a couple, won one one and lost to because of Spygate. But what I guess my I, I guess my question would be: In order for us to get there, what did they do? Like they were solid across the board. Um, from an owner who was minding his business, yeah, who really didn't even want to be in St. Louis, as mm-hmm. you can clearly see today. Um, <laughs> He never really wanted to be in St. Louis, so he was really minding yeah. his business. He allowed his personnel and his GMs mm-hmm. to do what they did. Yeah. Um, they had a Kurt Warner. They had a Marshall Falk. Mm-hmm. They had Tory Holt. They had, um, mm-hmm. Isaac Bruce. They had Orlando Pace on the offensive line. Um, um yes. the defense solid. And Reno yeah. Williams. Yeah. So you had solid players. So that, so they were invested in that culture. Yeah. Um, they saw the vision and they, they were able to, um, experience it. I, mm-hmm. I, I think right now, I just don't see this team. Um, I, I, I don't see this team experiencing any of that cu- culture. Um, and the thing about it, like, it's hard to experience a culture that this generation doesn't know anything about. Yeah. To be real, like, the Cowboys are all about glitz and glamour, and it's very, like, sparkly and shiny. Right. No, but, there is. Yeah. Every like everything from the stadium to mm. the practice facility to right. just Owners. all of the the owner, you right. can kind of see like it's just really about the the shine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I I want a gritty team. <laughs> I prefer, and I, that was the thing. The in the culture of St. Louis, the city itself, it's a gritty Midwest city. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's it's not Dallas. Dallas is very polished and yeah. I think a Highland Park and right. Bentleys and Rolls Royces. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of money here. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. So I, I just think that in the DNA of the city, of the team, of the culture, mm-hmm. it's very more so about the look than it is about the, the real. You know what I'm That's saying? That's true. That's true. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, I mean, and you know, other 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 schools, and I always think about this: other schools, high school, college, mm-hmm. um, concerts—they take advantage of the enemies here that we have. 
mm-hmm. uh, because Jerry creates that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with you. And, and you know, I do want to see, you know, I do want to see a selfish team. Yeah. I do want to see that because I feel like I feel like these guys are more deserving to win it to to win now mm-hmm. than win down the line because I feel like this team's going to fall apart. There's other, there's players that are going to be, um, you know, either retiring or going to another team to fight for another championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, but then again, it's like they want to say Cowboys because of the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, of who wore like for example number 88 is always going to be a special number mm-hmm. Drew Pearson Drew Pearson started yep. he passed along to Irving Irving got it Dez got it CD got it now and now and I feel like CD's never going to live up to the 88 culture and Dez didn't really either no, he did not. Real. He had moments he, he had special. moments but he wasn't able to be consistent with those moments mm-hmm. and so um you know, moving forward, I, I just we just got to see what happens game by game, mm-hmm. and it and we'll see what changes. But yeah, man, I appreciate your insight, bro. Absolutely, man. Anytime, yeah, man. anytime. Yes, but that's it for the show, guys. Uh, we we did have an extended Cowboys talk. I was going to talk about college football, but I'm going to save that uh, later. Okay, but that was our extended Cowboys talk. Um, hey, it was great, but. Please like and comment, subscribe. Uh, we're going to talk about the next game next week. So next week they're playing Cincinnati. It's still here. And uh, Joe Burrow's coming to town. And I would like to see what he's made of. And also I'd like to see what the Cowboys are made of too. Like do we, do we, uh, do we, do we not cry over Dak's injury? Do we just, you know, say, hey, you know what? Cooper rushes our quarterback. We're going to give him every opportunity to shine. Those questions that we have to a- we have to answer, and that's going to be next week on Fishbowl Radio, guys. Take care. 